Hello everybody, Dr. F. Scott Field here, and I'd like to introduce you to our newest sponsor. The NPTE Final Frontier is the review course that I wish was around when I took the board exam. For those of you who know my story, it took me a handful of times to pass that exam, and quite frankly, I really wish I had an an exam review course around, uh, just like the NPTE Final Frontier. Uh, Check out their website, npteff.com, and use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and I've got with us today an amazing guest, Dr. David Bruton, Jr. David, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for having me. So I thought my journey was pretty non-traditional going from English major to physical therapist, but you, you took a, 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 an extreme non-traditional journey to becoming a physical therapist. Tell us a little bit about your academic journey and then how it's led you to where you are today. Um, well, you know, I guess it all starts back to middle school, high school, where I was exposed to physical therapy and understanding and building relationships with those therapists at the time and utilizing our career classes to shadow physical therapists. From then on, I knew I wanted to be a PT. Now, fast forward to Notre Dame, tried pre-med my first year. Didn't go well. Didn't go well with, yep. uh, with a couple things aside from football and then the birth of my oldest, oldest son then at 18. So I'm like, I don't know if pre-med for me at this point in time. So I also did a shift to political science and sociology. So I had that non-traditional educational route, uh, just like yourself. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to be drafted in the NFL in the fourth round to the Denver Broncos and played seven years there, one year with the Redskins, had, at the time the Redskins, now Commanders. And then I had a had another bad concussion in year eight of my career and decided to call it quits and got right back into school. So I was officially released in 2016 of December, 2016 in December. And then I was back in class January of 2017. Taking wow. two No so, rest for the weary, huh? <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was straight through, straight through prereqs yeah. for two and a half years and then applied in PT school for two and a half. Yeah, I had to do the same as an English major. It took me about the uh, same thing, about two years to get all my prereqs in before I could even apply. So that was that was fun times. Me- nothing but math and science, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, social science was all, all cleared and good. And now it's like chemistry. Biochem. <laughs> Organic chemistry was the death of my pre-med career. That uh, that that was when I realized I wasn't going to go to med school. Um, oh, I, I prayed to God I never had to take that class. And I didn't think. Gosh, yeah, I yeah. think you didn't require that one. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your NFL career here. Uh, obviously, you know, you said you had started PT back in, in high school, junior high. When you were younger, you'd gone through it a little bit. In the NFL, you know, I, I know you've suffered a handful of injuries and concussions was, was one of them. So talk a little bit about that, you know, having gone through some injuries at the highest professional level and how that kind of incorporated uh, into your decision of, of, you know, following through with PT and, and when to call it quits and, and, you know, your, your pursuit of, of becoming a physical therapist. Well, I would like to thank you for saying a few injuries, even though it's 756 <laughs> pages of medical records. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think I was just exposed to some great care throughout my time in the league and my time in Notre Dame. 
um, understanding and being an inquisitive individual asking, why are we doing this? Why are we working on this when it's my ankle? Yeah, you know, just those little type of questions just kept, you know, feeding that hunger to potentially want to be a PT down the line. Now, I did have a plethora of injuries, you know, from hamstring strains to PCL sprains, uh, concussions and everything in between. Um, and, and the care has just been always been great. It's always been been top notch. It's always been, but I was also in a great situation with the Broncos, like in comparison to Broncos and the commanders at that, the Redskins at that time, it was night and day as far as the, the care and the team. And, and I think that just, that just kind of solidified my, my journey for after. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you like the NFL has like this, this college program where they, they fund for guys to go back to school and, you know, utilize their credit, uh, try to build their credits or get their degree or whatever the case may be. And I tried to do that after year three, but we were going into the playoffs and that was cutting into the semesters. So I waited till, till after I was like, I might as well utilize, utilize all that, that free funding and, you know, in pursuit of my, uh, my doctoral degree. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if you have the opportunities, you got to utilize them, especially nowadays with the, the cost of education skyrocketing, sure. you know. Uh, so I, I read something somewhere that you, you had said your son plays football as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, concussions seem to be a hot button right now for the NFL. Obviously, there's been a lot of studies being pushed lately. Uh, there's uh, new protocols put in place, which, uh, you know, I think is a good thing. And considering they've got an independent group kind of running those. Mm -hmm. um, but it sounded like you, you, you've already had that conversation with your son about the importance of concussions and what that might look like moving forward. Uh, was concussions eventually the thing that kind of called it quits for you? Was that where you kind of decided That's, that was enough exactly exactly yeah I, I drew the line after that last one um where i ended up having convergence problems with my left eye uh, continuous continual headaches um intermittent headaches and then you know motion sickness got real real bad after after that um and it was bad enough for them to end up putting me on ir so at, wow. at that point I, I i knew that i kind of knew that i was done with with football it's like I have had my oldest, I have a now six-year-old, now five-year-old, and now our six-month-old. And I want to be able to give the younger kids the same, same type of opportunity, like dad's able to play, dad's able to, to walk, dad's able to pick me up from school and not have have these type of problems that that linger and uh, kind of hinder me from, you know, being a dad. Yeah, I love the fact that uh, you're already educating, you know, and you're already teaching your younger, uh, you know, kids that, hey, concussions are a thing, we need to be aware of them, we need to be careful, you know, and keep an eye on that for sure. Um, but, you know, education and, and lifelong, it being a lifelong educator, being a lifelong learner, you know, I think that that is in a lot of physical therapists, you know, I think it's deeply rooted in what we like to do. And I love the fact that you said, you know, you were just always curious, and you were just always asking questions, you know, why, why are we doing this? How's this going to help? What do I have to know about this? You know, uh, because again, that curiosity leads to, uh, you know, eventually deeper dives into, into what's going on. What, what, what do you say, what are some of the things and characteristics that you might've taken from football and from your, your college years and your pro years uh, that kind of helped you with physical therapy and helped you getting into the clinic and starting your own thing? 
I, I think I think leadership definitely was was a big big thing. Um, you know uh, that that leadership component, being a three year captain for the Broncos, being a uh, captain with Notre Dame, being a NFL player rep for the Broncos for two years. You know those those opportunities led me to like be be bold and be willing to 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 be a leader to take charge, but also be one of those leaders who listen. You know the one that sits back, lets everybody else talks, and then. I'll have my input and not be one of those hard charged my way or no, no way at all, you know? Um, so I definitely learned a lot throughout that time. Also, I think what got me through PT school was um, finding, finding people who had somewhat of a similar background, you know, with, with a sports background, higher level, military, things of that nature, that, that, that there was this camaraderie that they were missing. And that was a big thing that I was missing. I don't miss the contact. I don't miss, <laughs> I don't miss the concussions. I don't miss my body hurting the next day. I, I don't miss that. I, I do miss the locker room. I do miss yeah. the camaraderie there. And that's that's kind of what what helped get me through through PT school is just having those close uh, close relationships of with those with similar backgrounds where we could just, you know, locker room talk in, in a sense and then just vibe and and that's kind of where I where I see between the lines physical therapy is like it's it's going to be it's going to have that type of culture where we're we are building that type of camaraderie and it's not just an in-season camaraderie because you know we have that off-season we have all-season training we have mini camp so it's going to be that same type of same type of vibe where you know we we are in this we have a goal and it's not just from for a football analogy from september to january february it's from january year round we are working year round together to, to reach your goals, maintain your goals, and enhance your performance. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about PT school as a, as a non-traditional student, if you will. I, I struggled personally with gross anatomy day one. I walked in and I looked over that table and I said, oh, okay. All right. That's a, that's a dead body. All right. And that's going to take me some getting used to, you know, and, uh, you know, luckily I did. It took a couple, couple weeks, but I, I, I eased up with it. I got to the point where I was able to, you know, find things and locate things and realize I had a task at hand. But what were some of the things that, that you went through in PT school as far as like some of the highs and lows or areas of interest or disinterest, if you will? What, what was PT school like for you? You know, first and foremost, PT school was a little unorthodox because COVID hit right in the middle of it, right in probably our heaviest year. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time online and then three, four weeks of intensive lab at the end and just eight, 10 hours in the lab. That's, that's a long day. Yeah. That is a long day. Um, I, I actually enjoyed anatomy aside from when the formaldehyde or anything yeah. was in my face or, yeah. you know, it, it always happened to me in the group. It never happened to anybody else. It always flashed on me. It was crazy. Um, but I was also always hungry after it, which was, which was kind of weird. At first. And then I started to understand, like, oh, well, that's why. Yeah. 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 Triggers that. Um, I, think, I think one of the highs of PT school, uh, outside of just the education part and the relationships that I was able to form with students and professors, I think just uh, the, the emphasis on diversity that came about once, you know, the George Floyd incident happened. I think I, I, I'm very proud that the school decided to take a stand and acknowledge that there is a there is a problem that needs to be addressed with diversity. There, because like like I said, there's 
like I alluded to earlier, like having that camaraderie and that relationship with other people, but in the same breath, not a lot of people came from the same background. I, I was at, not a lot of people talked to me, talked the same way that I, I talked. So trying to assimilate with them could be, could be rather exhausting. Um, and so, but I, I very, I'm very much proud of that. And the fact that the school was willing to put me on the scholarship board as, as a student and now want me to be part of the alumni association immediately, potentially um, in a leadership role. And then, you know, continuously, even after I'm done to be a, on the scholarship board, it definitely meant a lot to me and showed that this school really stood behind, you know, diversity of culture, not just diversity of thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely what I'm most proud of. And one of my, one of my lows, I would say would be Healthcare and delivery. Now we're going back to <laughs> academia, like yeah. insurance over here. <laughs> insurance and understanding the ins and outs of that and Medicare, Medicaid. I was like, oh my goodness, this is stressing me out. I was like, am I going to have to take this class over again if I don't do well on this exam? Like, or remediate or something along those lines. But I was able to pull it through. But man, that was that was probably one of my lows of, uh, of PT school. That, that class and healthcare delivery too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a necessary evil. We got to know it at least. You got to be aware of it. But then once you get out in the real world, you find other people that are experts at it to kind of do the the heavy lifting, you know. And it, the good news is there are people out there that know it, know it well. So we just rely on them. You know, I I, I always try to outsource the things that I'm not good at or that I, I don't like doing. You know, <laughs> for sure. So, you know, again, I, I love the fact that you you have all these leadership opportunities being thrown at you left and right. I think, you know, well-deserved for sure. Tell us a little bit about now you've graduated, you're, you're out there in the real world. What are you up to these days? What are you doing now that you're uh, you're ready to rock and roll as a, a full-fledged physical therapist? Well, I've, I am in the process of locating a spot for between the lines physical therapy. So at, at the current moment, I treat people in the house or I go to their house or go to a gym similar to how you, how you were doing um, early on before you got into the teaching. Um, but narrowed it down to like three spots that we're trying to try to settle in on and just working with contractors, trying to establish like, what's the flow of this clinic? Like, how are we going to have, you know, how's this gonna feel like a sports focused PT clinic with, a room that could be utilized for concussion and vestibular rehab. Like, how are we going to make that flow? So we've been playing around with design ideas and, you know, obviously the turf and the mats and some of the weights, but then you're like, there's so many weights to use. Yeah. So many different machines, like which one's going to be more practical for the type of setting that we're going to be in. And then obviously once the clientele gets a little more ramped up, we can tailor, tailor the equipment to how, how we, how we need and how we see fit. But at this moment, it's just me as the PT, my wife as as an admin front front desk person, um, and you know we're hoping to open doors officially here in May, May at the latest, and then I want to have somebody else with me here in July, August. Um, obviously, if the numbers make sense, and whether that's a younger PT such as myself, who we can bounce ideas off of and continue to do some education during lunch here and there, or whether it's somebody with a little more experience work. So I get that mentorship. So that's that's kind of 
kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You uh, you have the benefit of having your wife there. I was the receptionist. I was the physical therapist. Mm-hmm. I was the uh, towel cleaner. I was the uh, you know laundry guy. I did it all uh, when I first started. So you're already a step ahead. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, making those business decisions is not easy, man. It is, it is a, it's a whole new world. But the, the, the good thing, again, there's, there's a ton of resources out there. There's a ton of people who've been doing it. There's a ton of experts. So, you know, finding some of those mentors and finding the right people, I think, can, can be a, a big help for sure. Um, I have, you know, one final question that I kind of want to ask you uh, a little bit about the foundation that you've started, Bruton's Books, right? Tell, tell us a little bit about that, because I love the idea behind this. I love the, uh, you know, the the charitable um, aspect of things. Tell us a little bit about your foundation. So we established here at Bruton's Books in 2015, and it was, it's geared towards childhood literacy, focused on K through third, third grade. Um, why did we choose that grade level? That was because our prisons are built based on green levels by the by grade three, so we we decided to try to focus on that. And uh, the emphasis behind Bruton Books is not just putting tutors in in a classroom or volunteering time. It's a it's a kind of, it's a it's a grassroots type of foundation where myself and board members and anybody who wants to join can go and try to tutor and help kids read. But also we try to address the accessibility issue. You know, the certain areas of Denver, Colorado is uh, it's very diverse. It's a melting pot. There's people from with Vietnamese background, African descent, um, not first first generation English speakers. So we're, we, we have to acknowledge that and try to try to uh, limit any, you know, any inequities that may, they may occur that may they may, may be faced with in their household, whether that is with books or books of their language and how and how and how we can how we can essentially mitigate any of those potential barriers down the line. Um, but also with Bruton's books, we 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 take a passion on on cardiovascular fitness and bikes. You know, that's that's our that's my big thing. I love riding bikes and that's what I wanted to do with the kids. Uh, so we did a bikes for uh, bikes for books ride years and years ago. We want to get that one back up and running. But um, this year, kids have a chance to win win some some bikes, some Trek bikes. We have about twenty of them, and we give out four this coming week um, to an elementary school, and then hopefully the next sixteen will follow, follow suit in the next next few weeks. But there's there's just this. There's this correlation between education, reading, comprehension, and and cardiovascular fitness. You know, and I, I utilized that when I was in PT school. Like I would study, I would still ride a bike. I would study, I would still go work out. I would work out and then study. There's just something about that relationship that um, allows for better recall, better retention. And I I saw benefits to it, and I I am a firm believer of it. So that I kind of wanted to bring that home to the kids here in Denver, Colorado, and and out there in Dayton, Ohio. Well, I mean, especially as a physical therapist, right? It fits right mm-hmm. in with the world of health and wellness, you know, and I think a healthy body is one thing, but the reading part really, you know, helps to uh, 
create a healthy mind as well, you know, uh, and I don't even want to get down the rabbit hole of, of the mental health uh, issues we're facing these days. But I think, you know, helping with reading and literacy is a huge uh, aspect of that. And I think that's a, a great thing that you're doing. So we appreciate everything that you're, you're out there doing these days. But David, we have one final question we ask all of our guests. And that question is, if you could change one aspect of higher education, whether it be DPT or otherwise, what aspect would you change and how would you change it? Um, I, I honestly, I think the, the thing I would change would be, would be the cost of, ins, of the institutions. I think that's, that's a, a big barrier for a lot. And if we're thinking, and I'm just thinking about the diversity and inequities that come along with healthcare, it's like, that's, that's a big reason why there's not a lot of diversity in healthcare. It's a big reason why there's not a lot of education in areas that, that, are, uh, are, you know, social, socioeconomically at a disadvantage, you know? So I think that's, that's something that would need to be addressed, whether it's tiered, whether we cut, cut debt in, in general, whether we find some way to halt inflation, something, whether we have more scholarship dollars available, you know, something to, to mitigate that, to change that would go a long way. Yeah. I mean, social determinants of health, right? I mean, mm-hmm. We, you know, we're learning more and more that that your zip code matters as far as your your health goes, you know, and that even goes further down the line to, to education, right? The opportunities that you have based on your zip code where you live uh, are huge, you know, Absolutely. so cost is is definitely one of the number one most given answers uh, on the show for sure. Uh, how we address that again there's there's a bunch of really smart people out there trying to do really good things and figure out a way so I'm, I'm, I'm all in support of that. Um, but David, thank you again so much for your time and for coming on the show. And like I said, we're really happy to see all the great things you're doing out there. Where can people find you or, or reach out to you if they want to ask any questions or follow up or, or look into to Bruton's books? Uh, they can go to the website, brutonsbooks.org. Uh, we will have live here in the next couple of weeks an, an updated book list um, where people can purchase books for the schools. Um, they could also find me on Instagram and Twitter. I do not remember my names because they're both different. Yeah, we can uh, drop them. We'll drop them in the uh, social in the show notes. Don't worry about that. Okay, sounds good. And then you can also follow Between the Lines Physical Therapy on uh, on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, well, you reach out. We can have a discussion, talk. Um, if you have any questions about building the business or getting one started or you know, just interested about my journey, please feel free to reach out. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you.